0: Well, I would imagine that most of you have met a few Pharisees in your life, people who are more than happy to put burdens on you while they stand a far way off. Um, We might have other words for them, but we recognize them, don't we? we? We know them often by their boasting. Maybe it's that department head or your boss or the spouse or the mother or the father-in-law, right? We, we see them boasting. We see them making their claims for the best seats at the table, and maybe we're even a little jealous of them. We're a little jealous of what, what they have because they're flaunting what we don't have or maybe what we think we don't have and maybe that we deserve. I want you to think of the burdens that you carry. And I want you to think of, well, maybe pick one of them and think of a word to describe that burden. And we'll call this your burdensome word. So think about it, you don't need to tell me, but what is your burdensome word? Maybe it's the word acceptance, or maybe it's the word success, or maybe maybe it's the word loneliness, or two words here, being needed, right? Maybe you feel defeated. Victim is a word that is often thrown around these days. What word would sum up your burden? And then let me ask you this. What amount of effort are you putting into silencing that burdensome word? And I imagine it might be quite a lot. These words have a tendency to keep us up at night, rob us of our sleep. And so I ask you, are all these efforts to serve your burdensome word, are they making you Feel any better? Are they making you feel confident? Are they making you successful? Are they making you less lonely? Are they making you fulfilled? Burdensome words are like, are like the Pharisees. They do nothing to relieve the burden that they impose. Instead, they only make demands. In today's gospel, Jesus again is arguing with the Pharisees, and he affirms their spiritual and moral authority. He says they, seat on, they sit on the seat of Moses And he tells his followers to listen to them. He says, do you do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do. For they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and they lay them on people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. And Jesus uses the Pharisees as an example, as an illustration of what his disciples are not to be. And by extension, neither should we who follow Jesus. The Pharisees are in love with what is right, but they're also in love with the benefits derived from being respected teachers of religion. They put burdens on their congregations, but do nothing to help them. And this illustrates an important point. The point is this, the word that burdens is not the word that comes from God, in contrast, to the Pharisees, Jesus tells his disciples, whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. This is nothing other than the path of humility. True teachers of the word of God are to follow the path of humility, so that so much so that Jesus even forbids them the honor of being called rabbi or teacher. This is where I always wonder where the Episcopal Church, and not just the Episcopal Church, starts to go off the rails because look at me standing up here in these robes and these, in these uh, marks of office, and you all call me reverend. And how, how does the church continually so go different or opposed to what the Word of God says? I, I don't know. Instead, Jesus says, The greatest among you shall be your servant. But we can't serve others if we're too busy being jealous of them. If our burdensome words are always ringing in our ears, always reminding us of what we don't have, what if instead of helping carry another's burden, which I think is what Jesus is asking us to do here, Paul, as well, what if instead of helping others to carry their burdens, we're actually jealous of them, and so that's why we don't move a finger, You might say that you want that salary you might say you want that body you might say you want that promotion but what if you can't bear the burden of it our burdensome words our jealousy of other people's burdens blinds us to god's work in us now do you remember that fable that aesop fable about the dog with the bone and he goes to the bridge and he looks over and he looks down into the water and he sees his reflection and he sees a dog there and he sees that dog is holding a bone. And this dog already has a bone in his mouth but he wants the other bone. Actually, I do this all the time with my own dog. So like, he'll, he'll be gnawing on his bone, and there's another bone there, and I'll pick it up and start gnawing on his bone. And then he'll go over and take the bone out of my mouth, and, and then I'll take the other bone. And he'll, he just doesn't want me <laughs> to ever have a bone. So anyway, uh, I don't know why I, I went on that digression, but I think it illustrates the point here. Um, the dog opens his mouth, and the bone falls into the water and both the image of the other dog and that bone vanishes. It's an illustration of covetousness, right? It prevents us from keeping what God has already given us. In this case, the dog loses the very bone he has and and is left with nothing. So Paul gives us a counterexample of this kind of covetousness, the kind of jealousy and envy that is often wrapped up in our burdensome words. In today's reading from 1 Thessalonians, he writes, we worked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you while we proclaimed to you the gospel of God. In other words, and in contrast to the Pharisees, Paul didn't charge for his brand of religion. The gospel doesn't add to our burdens, it lightens them. The gospel doesn't give us more burdensome words, it gives us the word incarnate, Jesus Christ. And that's good news for Christian believers and it's good news for the whole world. Paul writes again in First Thessalonians, we also thank God constantly for this, for this, less, this unburdensome word, right? This word that comes from God. We also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. That word tells us that Christ humbled himself To become a man, and that he was obedient even unto death. In today's gospel we read that Jesus says, the greatest among you shall be your servant. Who was the greatest to ever walk this earth? For us Christians, we believe it was Jesus himself, and the church following her Lord must also take the form of this humble servant. The church must take the form of a community of humble service, not adding to one another's burdens out of jealousy, but helping them out of love and charity. We are to bear one another's burdens, not be jealous of them. Amen.